Hi everybody and welcome to Intent, a podcast of conversations between friends as we wrestle with real life. I'm Jim Sutton and as ever I'm talking with a good friend Steve Rouse. The point of it is to be intentional about relationship together and be honest about where we find ourselves. Could there be space for God amongst all our self-absorption? This week we expose our lack of knowledge about the American Constitution and Steve goes outside. Slim pickings indeed. Probably the only way you know is it's really it's really difficult to work that out in the in the kind of confines of just being at home on your own thinking that through. I know you've got <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've got your ways of trying to. You know, I know social media helps you to kind of hear what's going on around you, and in a sense, that's that's cost. But there's nothing better than in some ways being out there with people and hearing back what they're experiencing. Because the reality is, I think people are experiencing or you know life at the moment in on so many different levels you know you mm. you, you experience it and then you you hear somebody tell their story from the profession they work in or i don't know they're in a season of life where like you know you guys you know bringing a child into the world during covid or um mm. or you're caring for a loved one you know the anger that's come out in the last few weeks around our government in terms of and I think rightly so in terms of, you know, just the way in which there just seems to be this divide and so many people who this time last year, you know, were losing loved ones and were yeah. not allowed yeah. to go and spend time with them. And just think, so yeah, that was, that's taken us off down the track a bit, but just, I, th- I do think you've got to really tune your in. You can, you can read the situation by your own experience of it. But, you, you know, you, I don't know, in the news, you suddenly hear about, I don't know, flipping uh, heavy goods vehicle drivers or what it's like to be a delivery driver over Christmas, you know, delivering Amazon parcels or, you know, what it's like yeah. for those who work as taxi. You're like, flip, I didn't see it from their perspective. And actually, it's not a bad thing, is it, to kind of um, to, to t- sort of try and pay attention. Like, Gosh, that's what it's like. That's what it's really like from their perspective. Well, I think I think it's kind of like that. I was chatting to um, a friend of the show, Loren, um, the other day, and yeah, just talking about yeah, shout um, out to Loren. Yeah, our only listener, but we'll shout <laughs> out to. <him. laughs> so yeah, we're just talking and saying like, um, I don't know, just an important phrase is like it's it's not about you, you know. Whether we were talking about parenthood, you know, like it's 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 no longer about you necessarily as a parent, but you're. Your child doesn't mean you, you disappear as a person, but you know that you put their needs above your own and their priorities above your own. Like it's kind of like this would really bring life to the child to take him to the take him to the park, even if it's chucking it down with rain. I don't really feel like going, but they couldn't care less, so let's do it, kind of thing. Um, and I think that's so, so applicable to so many areas of life. You know, like I mean, even it was what was said about. Um, said it in kind of 20, 2020, 2021 with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything else, that kind of like the, the fundamental thing to understand is it's not about you, like as an individual kind of thing. A lot of, I don't know, particularly um, 
like myself, kind of white, white middle class male kind of thing, like who kind of hears a lot of the messaging and is just kind of going, oh, well, I'm not racist and I, I'm, I'm a good person and everything else. And it's the main message is it's not about you. Like it's about, like you just said, it's about hearing the perspectives of other people. It's about understanding this is how somebody else sees the world. It's about understanding that view of their experience and, um, yeah, just the way that they've experienced things is different to you and you need to hear that. Um, and so, yeah, I think like whatever you're putting before people, it's so helpful to hear from a different point of view. Another thing that came up in the conversation, we talking like we were having chatting now about kind of art and music and song and everything else. We we're talking about Dr. Seuss, you know, the um, yeah. kids book author. How do you say his name? Is it Dr. Seuss? Dr. Seuss? Seuss? I've always heard it as Dr. Zeus. Yeah, Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zeus, him of the cat in the hat and the um, whatever it is. Green eggs and ham, lad. Um, Loren was just saying, like uh, some of some of his stuff is brilliant, you know, outstanding. Some of it is 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 not as big hitters, you know, like kind of thing. And like so, sometimes you don't know what something's going to be until you kind of put it out into the world and kind of go, well, what, what is what is this kind of like? And it's kind of like that 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 that's what happens with us all, you know, that you're kind of doing stuff, and it's only when you kind of put it before people that you get a bit of a gauge on on what's going on. But yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah a whole a whole another thing. But we we were talking just a minute ago. Go on, uh, just about um, kind of working and and talking and putting things before people. You were just saying like you you've changed and people may understand being wherever you are early January and being told to go on Plan B and work from home and everything else. Just tell us a little bit about your experience of kind of interacting with the outside world again or not interacting with it at the moment. You know, you just just tell us a little bit about how your working life has changed and how that's changed your approach to people in the street and everything else. You know, I, I, I've always been with somebody who kind of, I think, adapts quite well to different things. So, you know, like some people might say, oh, I'm a morning person or I'm not a morning person or I'm any whatever it is. And I've never been quite sure what I am. I've just kind of responded to whatever the demands are that are on me. So, you know, my early working life, my job required that I was up, you know, early in the morning and at, at the yard by 6.30 or whatever. And whether I was a morning person or not, <laughs> I, I still had to rock up there and I still had to pull my weight. And I still had, So you can go on in life about, oh, I'm not this or I'm not that. Um, having said that, I... I just found this, this, what happened for me was, and it's not true of everybody's situation, but you know, the, the, the sort of work that I do with LICC, we got back into where I would go up into Oxford street where our office is and, and just seeing people again. I just, I think a lot of us didn't, re well, we did realize, but just the, the, there's a lot of joy in just actually being with people and so on. Then suddenly over Christmas, the advice came back, you know, from Jan, you know, sort of, sort of work from home again um i thought okay just work from home again and they but i just my my last week or so because it has been pretty much you know in this little room in the house on my computer screen working away but a oh, i just don't think i was made to work that way i just i find that I, I find it hard to keep the level of attention um throughout the day you know for eight hours or whatever it is more than that sometimes but i but what I did notice then was, um, I, you know, when I did pop out, whether it's just to a shop or just, even, yeah, to drive one of the family into town or something, I don't know why, I'm just more acutely aware of <laughs> craving to be around people and to see people and see. I, I, I don't know that I felt that qu quite as much as I did 
in the last couple of weeks. And certainly my family would say of me, and I, I would say of me that I'm somebody who I probably would have said earlier part of my life that I was quite an introvert, but actually I think I'm quite an extrovert. I, my energy comes from being with people and interacting with people and conversation. And I, I like that. Um, and I really am not enjoying this being stuck in, you know, stuck in the space again. Um, it's, it's just not for me. It's just, I don't, it's not good for me. Yeah. I get that. So what what's that? I mean, like, this is a completely new thought for me that you might be excited to see other people. Cause I'm, I'm pretty, I, I'd say I'm, I'm pretty introverted and like, you kind of are like, I, any, any kind of social interaction kind of costs me something, you know, um, not in a negative way, you know, it just, it just is, you know, in terms of like, like a, like a physical, uh, race will kind of mean that you can't immediately go and do another one or whatever. Like there's 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 an element of that to me, I think. So for for you, like what's that what's that kind of felt experience of kind of thinking, right, I'm just gonna pop out of the house, gonna pop down the shop or go get coffee or whatever. Like what 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 does that feel like when you interact with somebody else or see someone or whatever? That's a good question. I'm not I'm not sure I've particularly th- thought it thought it through i'm just trying to think now you know having having i think why am i going out and finding that oh it's just good to oh see other people and just see life i don't know maybe maybe it's as simple as um just realizing and learning more about yourself that you think yeah we we need each other and actually being with others is just a good thing and i think and i think i wonder if it's even a bit of a myth that even if you you know, you say introverts, like we're drained by being with people in a sense, or it takes something from us. And if you're an extrovert, it's the other way. I think, because I think I'm an extra, if I am an extrovert, interacting with people is is demanding, you know, unless I spend my life with people that surround myself with people that I find it easy to be with. If you're going to be involved in community life, you're always going to be with people that they probably find you challenging, but you find them challenging. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's not easy to give yourself to listening to people or whatever, but um, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's an emotion. I don't, you know, it's not always this dif- difficult to describe the emotion you feel. I think it's just for me, that realization, I can't, yeah, I just can't, or I won't do well just being, being alone, being on my own, you know, as in being shut away trying to do my work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, and I think you know, yeah. and, and I'm trying to make a link and make because I thought what you were saying inter- earlier on was really interesting, or it sparked something in my head. It's thing of you know, it it's not about you. Um, that 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 spark. I know I'm trying to perhaps I'm trying to make a tenuous link, and this is it's not there. And no, go for it, go for it. I mean, like preachers, it. preachers love it. Like it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when you said it, I thought you said it in light of. Why did you say it? Remind you said it in light of uh, parenthood and kind of touching on like Black Lives Matter movement and I don't know just just life in general. If you're trying to love other people, then you you got to see the world like what's the C.S. Lewis thing of kind of humility, not being thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And maybe there's an element of that to it. Like it's it's not about you. Yeah, and I suppose I mean I'm not linking this to necessarily me directly going out and be, enjoying being with people, but I suppose the link I'm making in my head is that. You know, so much of life for for quite some time, and I think still now, is focused upon us thinking about our own self-fulfillment and and thinking about um, 
ourselves. Our focus is on ourselves. And it's funny, I was listening um, to an interview the other day by uh, where this couple were interviewing Rick Warren. Rick Warren was that guy who, um, you know, he wrote a Purpose Driven Life, which became a, or still continues to be, I think, an international bestseller. But he's in the interview, they said to him, you know, he, he said that the success of the book was a surprise to him. And the book begins with the line, it's not about you. That's the oh. first thing he writes. It's not about you. And he said he never anticipated, of all the sentences that he wrote in that book, he never anticipated how much um, kind of conversation would be generated by that one phrase. He said he's been asked more about that than anything else within the book. It's not mm-hmm. about you. And because he, he goes on to say, he's, um, he, he, he used that line, it's not about you. And then he goes on to say, the purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment, your own happiness. And yet in life, I was only listening, I was watching an episode of um, Russell Howard's, what's that? Pro, what's his program called? The one he does about the news? Um, yeah, Russell Howard's Good News, is that it? Yeah. yeah, Russell has good news. And he was interviewing, oh, this will test your cultural awareness. You're more cu- <laughs> I, I Do you know, know the really. guy who's the new drag in the new young guy in the Dragon's Den? No. He started a thing called Social Chain and Yeah. Well, no. Some, no. Some incredibly successful young guy. But anyway, he, he was he was making the point. I can't think of the guy's name. He was really came he's brilliant. He came across really, really well. Um, but one of the things that he said, which was interesting to me, was that he he built up this company before things like Facebook and other things came up, this social networking company. Stephen and Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett? That's it, Stephen Bartlett. And he said um, on the day they sold the company on, on the stock market, he realized as he looked on paper that, and it was going from paper to becoming a reality for him, that his net worth was something like 30 million pounds or whatever. And he tells his story, gone from being a guy who, while he was, when he began at university, he, I think this is the story, he remembers being in a takeaway place and he, having literally no money, putting his hand down the side of the chair and finding a pound coin. And he thought, oh, that's that's helpful. He went around the whole place and he, he gathered up 13 quid that had been kind of just <laughs> left behind, as it were. He said, but that's all he had. And then he said, on the day they sold the company on the, on the stock market, he realized his worth was 30 million pounds. He said, you'd think the feeling would be just elation. He said, but the, it was a complete opposite feeling. It, he said it was a complete kind of like, well, what what's the point of that? It hasn't delivered what I hoped it would. And he mm. phoned his partner up, as in his work part, business partner, and he said they 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 were experiencing exactly the same feeling. So Russell Howard asks him the question: So what is your motivation now? What is your kind of? So he said. Um, he said, what really motivates him nowadays is to create, I think he still is a content creator of some sort. He says he still creates, he wants to create content that makes a difference in people's lives. But the word he used, and I think it's interesting, is he said, um, he said, because we're all ultimately looking for our happiness. And I just thought, is that, is it? Is that what we're looking for? Is it? Is it about happiness? 
and whatever that would mean for different people you know it's it, it seems to be this incredible search for um yeah just yeah. my own self-fulfilled happiness whatever that might be well what's that i mean you might know more about this than me but that's that's part of like the american isn't even part of the american constitution like the kind of pursuit of happiness like that it's kind of like that is that's in it right am i just not ma- I'm not i'm not making that up am i that's that's a that's where that phrase comes from, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I think help it me might out. because it's. I'm thinking of the Will Smith film, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that isn't that kind of where it's? Oh my goodness, this is. I'm just going to have to Google this right now because well, it's good. just. No, because that's really interesting. Because that's linking with other. Because I mean, like, if life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, like that's it. that's yeah. that's the phrase, isn't it? Um, yeah, and that is from it, I think. But like that's like we say about. Um, Oh, it's in the United States Declaration of Independence. So is that, I don't know, is that the same as the Constitution? I don't know if about American stuff. So anyone who's an <laughs> uh, expert on American politics and history, let me know. That'd be great. Um, but like that's, that's yeah, fascinating that he says that because I think that, that we buy into that and almost like um, that makes what, what you said earlier from Rick Warren, like, an incredibly countercultural statement to yes. speak as yeah. a an and a I don't know what you, what you how you describe him a prominent church leader in America. Um, I don't know if he'd describe himself as as evangelical. I suppose he would. Um, but for a, for a, for a church leader in America to then be saying something. I'm, I'm not going to say it's it's something thoroughly un-American, but you know, to say that it's whatever the phrase you used, or he said he, said he used about like not about pursuing happiness, like it's not about you, um, like that's that's a thoroughly countercultural thing to say, um, and kind of like like you say that I think I think we're all I don't know. It's uh, to go back to there's a couple of things that makes me think of in the Bible that kind of uh, within the Book of Ecclesiastes, it's this. This 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 kind of book, which is supposedly written, some people would say it's written by Solomon. Other people would say, "Well, there's no way of knowing." But this this person, this guy who kind of is pursuing happiness and kind of kind of looking for self self actualization, and basically has the power and the money and the influence to do it in any way that they want to kind of be like, right. If it's about money, I'm going to get money. I'm going to get everything. And he goes, "Well, it was all it's all meaningless, chasing after the wind." And maybe maybe it's about women. Maybe it's about chasing women and having this huge harem and having everything I'd ever want of kind of of any yeah, just this incredible kind of just massive of women that I can call on any time of day or night or whatever. That that must be happiness. He's like, "Well, no, that's just meaningless as well." And just this pursuit, and it's like a thoroughly, um, in some senses, it's quite quite a morose read, but it's it's confronting because it's kind of like well this this is somebody who at a point in history had incredible influence over a huge part of the the kind of i don't know what you want to call it the known world or whatever kind of within westocentric culture um and like he says well i could i had access to everything and anything and i i it was meaningless and it's it's kind of like maybe happiness is like one of those things that we think is what we want but it's not really what we want like it's like eight. Oh, I mean, Christmas has got a lot to answer for, but basically, <laughs> Ada, our little two and a half year old, has um, discovered, unearthed, 
uh, become besotted with chocolate and just kind of like it is <laughs> she, she's far, she is of an age and she's been exposed to it to kind of be like not that we were carefully kind of mo- like shutting her out from it but it would just be something that we wouldn't naturally kind of I don't know promote around her but she she has realized that chocolate is everything now um and so if if that was on the menu that is what she want now if you if you said to Ada like kind of you can have anything or whatever or you kind of like what is good food like she would be like chocolate that is what I want I've had a taste of it and now I think like I need to pursue that with all I am kind of thing and yet you know that if if you just had that then that's that's not a balanced diet or whatever like that's not that's not going to do her good for the long haul and everything or just simply that you can't sustain yourself on chocolate you know like it's not it's not a sustained um source of nutrients and everything else like well, I don't know back in the day of all the um kind of the the american um kind of like rabbit hunters and stuff that died because they only ate rabbit kind of thing and they didn't eat any greens and so they they kind of poisoned themselves over time with rabbit and it's kind of like well it's could could our view our kind of cultural view of happiness be a bit like that that it's kind of like we see a bit of it and therefore we think there must be a pathway that helps us run after it and uh, i just wonder if we've got the wrong end of the stick somehow we haven't quite realized that the pursuit of it is not going to give us a full and healthy existence you know i mean it's but it, you, you hear it time and time again of those who um i mean so you talk about entrepreneurs or whatever that that so somebody also often gets described as a serial entrepreneur that it's kind of yeah. like you build a company you sell it and then you kind of go well it like you say like stephen bartlett's experience they're kind of being like well what was it all about and then you kind of go well it was fun so let's do it again let's find another thing and you do that and you find that and you sell it and you kind of go well that's great, and I've got some more money. But it's kind of like, what is it about? Is it about the buzz of building something? Is it about the buzz of working alongside of other people or whatever? It's kind of this this kind of chase all the time kind of thing, and I think we're all doing that. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, and I think, I mean, I wouldn't want to say, and I, he wasn't saying, you know, I don't think, it's not to say and it, money's wrong. No, 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 no. Or, or earning money is wrong, or even earning lots of money is wrong. No, nothing nothing in a sense wrong with that but if that becomes if that becomes the purpose of our life which it was for him and it's interesting and it, you hear this story repeated you know that he came from a pretty poor background so when you don't have security financially and it comes your way just because you apply he applied who he was his skill his ability and it happened to be one of those very rare stories where it turned into financial success. But sometimes, like, and I, I, I really resonate with what you said about kind of the Solomon story in the Old Testament. You know, it's I've always thought, you know, I've done, I don't think I've ever spoken about it, but I just think it's so it's so pertinent to our age that you know, like you say, he just didn't deny himself anything. But he, and I've, I've often wondered. Do you need to do that almost in order to find out? So if you, mm. not that all of us will ever be as successful as, as Stephen Bartlett, but he has all that money. And it, it's then that the question was, up, you know, raised for him was, well, what is my motivation? What is at the heart of why I get out of bed every morning to do what I do? And I think I was thinking a moment ago when you said, you know, when we were talking about um, kind of, if you go after your own fulfillment or your own happiness, the danger with that is, you know, you 
or if it's about, I don't know, your own freedom, like, and or whatever, it's all about, it can be all about you, then your choices can become, you know, so I have children, I hope my children are good looking, because that that's how it will reflect upon me. And I hope they're all, this has been a bit whatever, <laughs> but you, you know, that they become, and then, and then you realize these children need, um, feeding and caring for and they are you know they're they're you've got to be very selfless to look after them um but it can be like it can be this sort of almost they become a an attachment to my life and it can be that for your partner you know that if you're making choices about what that person or what those things will do for me whereas i think rick warren's thing of it you know it's not about you is he begins with that kind of um and he doesn't just immediately go on to say it's about others, but I think this is what's at the heart of what we believe is he says, you know, it, you know, when Jesus says, love God, basically love God and love others and all the rest is just commentary. Mm. So it's put your focus upon the person of God and get to know who he is. And that will help you understand the purpose of life. But the way that's lived out, Jesus says is, you know, you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love love your neighbor as you love yourself. Care for your neighbor in the same way that so you want to be fed, you want to be cared for, you want a roof over your head, you want to have a job, you want to you should care as much for your neighbor in those regards as you do for yourself. And I think for me that that motivation the other's motivation as it or both those motivations actually the motivation to know god more and the motivation to try and express that through the, how others are doing i mean gosh don't get me i'm not about to say that i've got this right at all <laughs> but it, but um at my best as a person i think when i'm when i'm trying to think how can i help lisa become all that she was made to be or how can I help Brianna and Jack become all that they've been made to be or my friends, you know, how can I help you fulfill the potential that God has placed in you as a person or anybody else? And, and even wider into a community like a church, you're trying to think, yeah, how can I help these folk move along? I find, I find that even talking of it now, I find that a really helpful motivation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's that kind of, Oh, it's that desire to see other people kind of flourish and thrive and succeed and kind of find find their way in the world. You know, they're almost like we we're too close to ourselves that we we need other people to give perspective on stuff. You know, we, our blind spots are so enormous that kind of you need the perspective of other people to kind of help draw out things in us. You know, like so so many of us may be incredibly gifted in one way or another, but unless you have somebody saying to you. Ah, oh, this is this is something like you've got this gift of whatever it is, whether it's a gift of encouragement or you're like a natural peacemaker or whatever. And but in, unless somebody kind of notices that in you and points it out, then that's that's then, then yeah, it's, it's a real benefit to have other people around you. Like you say, like um, like we we're talking earlier about Jackson kind of performing as a as a singer songwriter and whatever. Like and you kind of have to have other people around you to kind of go that there's something in that that with that song or that approach or whatever it is that that melody they're kind of to hear that kind of said back to you is a 
a really powerful thing. And yeah, it's a good stuff, but it's also about our blind spots over the things that uh, we would want. Because I mean, like, it's really easy for me to say, like, oh, I really want to see Sarah kind of, um, yeah, kind of. I want to see Fan into Flame all the gifts that she has and the person she has as my wife and and everything else. When I know that I go home when I'm I'm down on energy, it's, it's it'll be like a busy evening of bedtime and bath time and everything else for the kids. And then we just kind of flop down in front of the telly for like five minutes or whatever, whatever you have, um, and kind of just stare at that with a cup of tea in your hand or whatever, rather than kind of actually in like one, not, not it's all about conversation and everything else, but do you know what I mean? It's so easy not to do that because like when you take a step back, it's so easy to go, that's really what I want to be doing. But you just get swept up in the maelstrom of everyday life and it becomes all about me. And it's just like, oh, I've had such a long day. I just want to sit in front of the telly and watch that. And it's kind of like those are the very moments when you need to say to yourself, it's not about me. And yet it's, I am am not even at the starting gate in doing that well. Oh, and that's really funny because I I am totally with you on that. And and but, and I think that's the reality of it. I think the reality, sometimes we can paint, particularly our walk as Christians, as though, you know, <clears throat> you can paint it in such a way that, oh, I'm so Christ-like that I, you know, I never come home and the focus is on me or whatever and <laughs> all of it. And I think, oh, come on. Like, I, it's funny, last night I was, like, I was sharing with you earlier that um, just got uh, a couple of things coming up in terms of busy, busy talking, um, doing stuff on Saturday and next week. And it's, last night I was getting a bit overwhelmed in my own head with thinking about trying to get it all done. And when I get like that, I get, I mean, I'm self-absorbed at the best of times, but I was getting really <laughs> self-absorbed, like almost like, and I was almost doing that kind of passive aggressive thing of like trying to convey with my body language that you realize how busy I am at the moment and whatever. And I spectacularly, but in the midst of that, like Jack needed a lift somewhere and Lisa needed a bit of help with something. And I did it through kind of gritted teeth, but inwardly, the motivation was still because I wanted to be, I didn't like the fact that I was getting self-absorbed and I was trying to fight myself in a sense. So I kind of like, I don't know if this is what what's it like Paul says in the body, like almost like sometimes I have to beat myself into submission that mm-hmm. sometimes you I was almost having to kind of beat that side of me down so that mm-hmm. I, I was trying to beat a Jack, not in any big, and I don't think it did. I think, I think last night I, now my family and if Lisa's listening, she might say, no, you didn't get it right. But I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say of myself right now, I thought I got it right. And I thought I was like, hey, Jack, do you, do you need a lift here? I'm happy to go for you. And in my head, I was thinking, I really haven't got the time. I need to crack off this. <laughs> but I just wanted to try and do it for him. But I think that's the reality. That's my reality. I don't know, like yeah. you're saying, like when when everything within you just wants to focus on yourself, it's somehow digging into that. Hey, it's not. It's not about me. And this person needs my help, and therefore, you know, just prefer. What's it, the Bible talks about? It's sort of preferring the needs of others. God, it's hard, though. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, I. It's, it's definitely something to to kind of work on. But I think it's it is all about the just the little things that you can do. And like, none of us are going to be perfect with all of this. But there's. 
oh, I don't know. I want to. I want to believe that I can be better at it. And you kind of you need of it, like you said earlier about kind of the desire for other people to be around you, like on a Genesis thing of Adam. Like it's not good for man to be alone. That you need people that you kind of wrestle with this stuff. And that's part part, part of the part of these kind of conversations, a kind of intentional relationship, is having people that you can talk and be frank with. And kind of find find others that you can kind of say, hey, this is what's going on for me. These are the lumps and the bumps in the journey. These are the things that I'm trying to work on. Uh, because it's, it's not good for man to be alone, you know, like, that we need people who are around there that kind of call other parts of reality and creation out of us. You know, whether it's our family at home uh, wanting a lift summer or anything else, or just like walking down the street and Steve just being completely delighted to see another human being. <laughs> it's kind of, there's that element of it, I think, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's why we need other people. It's not just we need other people. Again, we don't just need other people for our own self-fulfillment. I need other people because when I put myself when I'm part of a family network or a friendship network or a neighborhood that I live in, you know, that or a church community, um in a sense the the practice of that the is that it um they're not going to be people that always agree with me. There are going to be people who live in your street or in your block or, you know, in the sheltered accommodation you're in and they're going to wind you up. That happens in family life, people. We wind each other up. But that's part of it. It's part of the challenge to you, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. It's far easier to, to ignore it, though, and just uh, surround yourself <laughs> with people who like, like the things you like, like the same movies, the books, everything else, and you just carry on. It's easier that way. Thanks for listening today and we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to educate us on history, sociology or entrepreneurship or anything else, then get in touch by pinging us an email to jim at ballonbaptist.co.uk. During the week, we're also two of the pastors of Ballon Baptist Church and you can find out more about the church community on our YouTube channel or through Instagram at Ballon Baptist. See you next time. <laughs>